This is a WKYT podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Victor and Andrea. This is a big one, Andrea. I can't believe it. <laughs> we made it happen. We did not. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Anderson and Robert Thomas Our both wanted this to happen. <laughs> hey, guys, will you help? <laughs> Yeah, I think we had to go to appeal to a higher authority. But we finally got Barbara Bailey and Bill Bryant because she asked him to join her. And I'm glad he did because the two of them together is quite the entertaining pair. Well, they they mention during their conversation with us that they can hardly ever surprise each other anymore. Like they're just so used to being together Probably, they are probably two people who've worked together longer on television than anyone else on the state, in the state. Can you think, I mean... I just realized I said, is the entertaining pair. We should have been on the so dumb. Pair. It bothered me. Should we start anyway, over? No, let's just keep going. I, I'm not, you know... Okay, of all people to have bad grammatics... <laughs> if I should start this over. Bad grammar. <laughs> Barbara's the grammar police and listen to us. I know. We just we lost just all... That. But you're right. And so the two of them, it was hilarious how many stories one of them would start and the other one knew exactly where to, oh, gosh, yes. where to pick up. Yeah. They're, I mean, just hilarious. That's one of my favorite things, honestly, and I'm not making this up, watching them fight back and forth. And they do perform. They egg each other on. Yeah, and they know people are watching. And people, like, I've had some reporters be like, do they hate each other? You know, if you're new and yeah. don't realize, I'm like, no, not at all. They love, adore each other, yeah. truly. Like, this is how they show it, you know? Um, I, I was, I'm excited we got to do this because there were some stories that I heard that I did not know about. Right. And I'm very glad I did. Oh, my gosh. They've got uh, 75 years, a combined 75 <laughs> years worth of stories to tell. Yeah. So In this, live television. Yeah, you're going to have some stories. This was a good one, yeah. So, okay, we'll, we'll talk more on the back end, but let's just get right to it because you all are going to want to hear from them. And uh, I disappear for about two minutes because I have to, had to take a phone call setting up a story. Yes. That's just the nature of our business. I didn't have to do anything while you were gone. They were talking the entire time. I was going to say, time. I could kind of hear them talking. Yeah, so I just... See, I didn't think they would talk to us, you know, because they rarely have enough time. And also, I knew we say 20 minutes. They're going to be here for Once 40. Once they got going, you know, yeah. No, I knew there that's was no... what was going to happen. Because they just enjoy it. They enjoy each other, and we enjoy them. And this is kind of in celebration of Barbara, 40 years in this industry here in Lexington. Oh, she knows. All I have to do is say a word. They are gossiping right now, right in front of you us. You ready to go? Oh, right, yeah. Well, it's a rolling start. We, oh, just, okay. we don't really have any kind of format. We just kind of get going. Bill, I feel betrayed. Normally, you're writing me notes. <laughs> now he's writing Barbara notes. So this is nice. This is something we've been wanting for a long time. It's finally happening. Um, kind of in celebration of Barb's 40th anniversary, but also in celebration that they were both available at the same time. <laughs> well, this summer was my, my 35th anniversary here, so we See, both See, there we go. Oh, my gosh. Period. Add it up. 75 years? Oh, my. Mm. Barb, you're too good at math. Oh, <laughs> really scary. So, so Barb wouldn't do it unless Bill would do it with her. That's true. That's right. This really the, the makes duo. me very intimidated, well, and I want to say that off the top. Radio has always scared me, and seeing that microphone, I know it's a contradiction because of what I do, but it just really does make me nervous. You know, yeah, thousands of people watch you live. Barbara's starting at the 
Harlan the Daily Enterprise about the time I was starting in radio. So That's this, right. this microphone is, you know, something so I was I doing intended to be, back. I intended to be in newspapers where I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> but that didn't work out. But this has happened this a has. lot of times over the years. We have uh, uh, done radio together lots of times. When we, uh, Barb would always say, they've invited You've me to be on somewhere. You've got to come with me. You've got to come <laughs> so with me. So we've done it. it. Mount Sterling one time. That was oh, fun. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, since we first started this podcast, that was the thing. We wanted Barbara and Bill, but they could only come together. They're a package <laughs> deal, obviously. That's right. And Bill, Barb, right. Barb, Bill, right? Speaking yeah. of it's that, teamwork. how often are you all mistaken for husband and wife? <laughs> well, it has happened. <laughs> it has happened. And it was really confusing when we did the mornings and Chris Bailey was there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I and your child. Your son, Chris Bailey, yeah. Any kind of a drive-through because people would say, now, what is the relationship? Is he your husband? Is he your son? Is he your nephew? Husband? Oh, I know. Listen, I heard it all. Get it, girl. And I'd say, well, I'd, who knows? Who knows? But a lot of people have been with us a long time. They remember. You know, they remember back when we uh, we started. And I, I remember Barb was one of the first people I ran across uh, in the newsroom when I came And I didn't I scare in. you away. No, you were nice. Uh, oh, that, then, that's good. I'm in glad. In those days? No. Bill! <laughs> we, <laughs> we have had the... And then over these years, you know, you developed such a... a really a sibling relationship. That, uh, that's Barb what it's more like. I was going to say, well, yeah, it is yeah. almost... It, it's, it's like a marriage mixed with brother and right. sister. Like, yes. you're around each other all the time. You have to work together. You have to get used to each other. I'm sure there's arguments, but there's also love. Their bickering just... is one of my favorite things in the newsroom, well, by know, far. Sometimes when we will be bickering like that, somebody will say, well, boy, I thought you all were, were mad at each other. What was going on? When, over what? You know, right. Yeah, we don't think anything. I'm the same way with we my family. You don't even and I told it. them that mm -hmm. my first day of my Alaska trip, that was one of my introductory things was, it's going to sound like my mom and I are fighting, and we're not. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> so just so how we show love. That's that's what it all comes down to. Well, we've had times that we we realized we had a little audience in the newsroom, and we you know just uh, they it's kind of fun. Take it up a gear. Well, something it's like pro wrestling. You just not yeah. you. Well, it's like it is kind of fun when you look up and you see people. You looking like oh Bug my gosh, idea. oh my gosh, what's going on with them? I love it. I love it. So let's go back to the beginning, Barbara. You are from Harlan, correct? That's right. All right. So and proud of it. I know, I love it, and they're proud of you. We know that for sure. Well, I don't know about that, but so, it's a great place, great place, and, and I always get like to get back there when I can. Yeah, so what did you want to do growing up in Harlan? Is this what you always wanted, or was it radio or, well, no, newspaper, excuse me, not radio. <laughs> well, actually, I was a music major when I went to UK. Mm -hmm. I was in performance piano. Can you believe that? Performance piano, let that soak in. And... Uh, again, what I, what really intimidated me was whenever I would walk by Memorial Hall or when one of the kids in class would say, oh, yeah, that's where we do our senior recitals. And I'd go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to be in front of people. There's a difference if you're in a little practice room or, or whatever. But um, it was a great way to be undecided, actually. And that year I had a chance to look around. And I said, what I've always really loved, I've loved reading newspapers. I love writing why couldn't I do something that I love so much and I have so much passion for? Do you so, still play piano? I do. I have my grandfather's piano in my house. It's my prized possession. Well, I've heard about you getting it tuned before. <laughs> this is a big ritual. A big yes, well, it's a big ordeal. Because my beloved dog, everybody knows that I adore <laughs> Henry. I love Henry, but you hit one key on the piano. 
and Henry starts howling. <laughs> he's One, singing. That's all he, well, that's what I try to think, that he's singing. I, I hope it's not hurting his ears. I think he's singing, but he wherever he is in the house. So I have to make sure that he's outside before the tuner arrives because he loves it. And he'll sit down, and I can't move a 106-pound dog if he wants to stay for the concert. That's a big dog. So I have to move him move him out of there and it's the same thing it it does take a little bit of the fun out of it if he's howling the whole time so how did you make the transition from piano to uh, did you change majors or did you just look for jobs when you got out i changed majors okay Mm -hmm. so and but i really i loved i'm kind of like a music major wannabe still i loved that first year at uk it was wonderful and i think the music department over there is just you know excellent it's so wonderful they have superstars. I was not one of the superstars, but yeah, can't you hear the music in her voice? Though yeah. that's what I've always liked about Barbara's uh, voice is it, it. It has this melodic uh, sort of uh, uh, tone to it all the time. I didn't you know? think you liked that. I thought you made fun of me for that. Well, that too, but. Oh. <laughs> That too. All right. <laughs> but, the truth comes but out. But I enjoy it. I mean, really, you, 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 one of your strengths as an anchor is a, is a tremendous voice, I think. And it, and it always Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, that's very nice of yeah. you to say. Thank Gosh, you. this is so weird to see them I, getting no, along. I, and I, I feel kind of, <laughs> Do you want us to start bickering? Yes. I feel like we're intruding. Like, like Andrea and I are just like, okay, we'll just sit back and let you all just talk. That's Fly kind of the, the fun long. of it. So, so Barb, what was your first job in the, in the industry, in the news industry? Well, let's see. I... I had written for my hometown newspaper. I was a staff writer for the Harlan Daily Enterprise with Yule Valtrip, and oh, he was the greatest boss in the world. I just adored that opportunity. Um, Then I was an intern at what is now 36. It was 62 at the time. And then I also, when I was in grad school, I taught journalism classes, and then I came here. This is it. But now, Ken Kurtz the other day made it sound like he just was... He rescued you. That he rescued me and he wanted me in here for the very first... I had to apply for a job here three times before I got hired. So persistence is a part of it. And she found her unopened application on on his desk one day. I had sent through snail mail, of course, uh, a resume to Ken Kurtz a couple of years before he hired me. And years later, when I was helping him clean out his office, which was a mess, <laughs> I found it still sealed. He had never even looked at it. And I said, Ken, you could have hired me two years before you hired me because here it is. And he goes, oh, okay. And never just and paid no it. attention to it. Oh, oh, all right, whatever. Well, Kurt's like you're hungry, you know. He, you, he, he hired me. I, I had to chase him down at the Kentucky Broadcasters Association to get an internship. Down the hall. That was Ken. That, he know, was fun. Ch- chased him down, and then and, and then he said, uh, uh, "Can you work weekends?" Uh, yes. Will you work nights? Yes. Will you work? You know, and then that's how it started, and that's how you made your way back then, making oh, yourself available. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. He hired the greats here. I mean, who all did he hire? Both of you: Rob Bromley, mm-hmm. Sam Dick. I mm-hmm. mean, Dave Baker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of uh, laid Sam the foundation. The first time, and and had a, a role in Sam's return to the station. Uh, certainly. Uh, and he was a great teacher. I have been blessed to have the best teachers around here. Ken, when you had any kind of a breaking news story, was so wonderful because he could walk into the room and just make a pass by every desk and give everybody an assignment. You call here, you do this, you assemble this, you do it. And he gave everybody a different task, so we weren't duplicating efforts, but we were all working together on the same story. Well said. 
And when he didn't like something you had done, he would stuff it in your mailbox. And when you came in, he'd say, check your mailbox, come see me. So he was not shy about telling you what you had done wrong. Well, he still emails us I was going to say, we, we know Ken is the stopped. guy who emails us all the time. And it's also, as uh, we talked about the, the, the Facebook, the video you can watch on Facebook as, as far as the uh, behind-the-scenes celebration we had the other day whenever the mayor came on. And um, we said, you know, it's kind of interesting to watch Ken interact with everybody because we know him as the guy who emails us. And then, but it's like so many people that we respect, respect him. So we kind of realize. What well, the great thing uh, about Ken was is that you, you could respectfully disagree. And if, uh, you know, if there was an editorial point, he uh, invited that. He wanted disagreement. He wanted mm-hmm. discussion uh, on an editorial matter. You know, lots of times. Uh, these decisions aren't easy. You know, are you going to release a name in a, in a crime, or are you going to? Uh, we had you know, lively discussions. How are you going to cover a lot something? Of and he was lively, and he allowed that. And you know, people would uh, use whatever uh, terminology they needed, and Ken was fine with that. And then five minutes later, it was over. Well, and I remember he told me one of my first days here that if you, if when you sit back and just watch everything, he said, do not take it seriously what people say or do when they're under a deadline. You know, if things get kind of crazy in here, you're dealing with a lot of creative, talented people, and they're going to be in that pressure cooker and just ignore it. And he really lived by That's that. That's great advice. Yeah, yeah he, really, he really did. That but happens now. I remember one of my first days here, though, uh, an employee who is no longer here but uh, w- was really fabulously talented came in and was irritated about something in the news. And he came up to the area, I was sitting pretty close by where Ken was, and he said, "Um, that's it, Ken, I quit. (laughs) And he goes storming out of the building. And Ken didn't even look up. He's just sitting there, you know, kind of going about his business. I said, Ken, he just quit. (laughs) Did you not hear? Did you not hear what he just said? Oh my gosh, you've got to go after him. What what, did you hear this? He'll be back, Barbara. And he said, Oh, he'll be back. (laughs) And about an hour later, after he'd walked off, he came back and sat down and worked on his story. Oh my gosh, I love it. He got it out. Yeah, right. Got it out. I actually think I know who you're talking about, and we won't have to say it we on the podcast, have, but we'll, I, I think I know. People can speculate. We also had, yes. had, had an anchor who uh, would uh, become, uh, the term she would use is uh, too mad to work. Oh, days. yes. That would, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was fun. But, you know, that just, would be uh, an occasional day like that when they had Well, and, and the business was different then. You have to understand, we were dropping film off at the processor and waiting for mm. it. So the, that phrase, we'll have film at 11. Mental. That's what right. it meant. You could not do things instantaneously. And it was it was different. Kind of building on that, I think one thing the mayor mentioned was that you've been such a role model. And I know you won't claim it, but you are a role model for so many women in this industry. And we're spoiled. You know, we don't do tape to tape, but we're also spoiled with the way that we're treated. I know you and I have talked a little bit about, you know, being a woman in this business, especially when you started. It was a different world. What was that like for you? I know you probably can't give too many specifics, but it was tough. Oh, some of the specifics that I could give. No. It would be so good. Uh, but it would be like that for any woman. Right. Any, it was just a different day and age. It mm-hmm. was a, a different day and age. And so um, I'm glad, you know, when people sit back now, even on a, a topic like maternity leave, I'll go, we, we didn't have maternity leave. You had to use your sick days, had to use your vacation days, and then you were kind of back to work. So with, uh, and in fact, I worked up until the last with my kids too. Um, With Clark, 
I had never really gone into labor because I had to be induced with my daughter. So I did the six o'clock news with these pains of what I oh thought were, gosh. I thought I just had you know, some nausea. I was just having a stomach ache and I went, oh, I really feel bad, ha ha. If I didn't know better, I would think I was in labor, ha. And when I got into the car, I noticed that my waves of, of bad stomach were coming every couple of minutes. And that's when I went, I think there's something going on here. Oh my gosh. She was so, giving birth on the set. <laughs> it, it came very close. I know. It came very close to that. Barbara. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. You know. That is you, wild. You, you remember the old line, uh, you can't catch this. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> when I was pregnant the first time, I didn't want to tell anybody till we were Aww. a little bit, little bit more along. And Bill, who is a germaphobe, you, you do it. <laughs> he is. Well, sure, he is a germaphobe. He is. So I was on the set and had a garbage can in between us, and he held up his hands like this. <laughs> I wish people could see that. Held up his hands to block any germs that could come his way, and he said. If you're that sick, you should go home before you make everybody else sick. And she looked at me and said, Bill, you can't catch this. So then, so then I knew. And I said, Oh, and I said, oh. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> so that was different times. I want a t shirt. So, yeah, that's, that's good. You can't catch Bill, this, you huh? can't catch this. Yeah. Wow. That's right. awesome. So, Bill, what was it like for you when you started here? Um, you know, have, Barbara's already established at that point. And you had so much respect for me, right? I, I, I did. He I still mean, does. The, the kindness was, the, was you know, yes. was number one. And then we were, you know, from the, the same area of the state, and I was uh, well aware of that. We were you know, we were the trial balloons of them trying these Kentucky accents on the air. You know, before yes. that, it was like everybody had to sound like you were from somewhere, you know, but... Uh, but not here. But not and here. And that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to, if you have an accent, it, it would be better to have it from the area where you're working, right. I think. So they told me to lose mine until I had been on the air about a year, and then they uh, said, don't ever lose that, so... <laughs> Can you give us a little taste of your non-accent? Uh, <laughs> of his non-accent? Non-accent? Yes. No, yes. he can't do that. Like you what? can't even... Well, if you were for a year, you had to try. You mean to try? You <laughs> no, he didn't. Was it just you very stilted and dry? I mean, was that just... No, oh, you know. he always had his accent. If you were trying to cover it, right. you were not successful. Right. <laughs> right. I, you, you know, it was a little uh, Ron Radio in the, in, mm. in the beginning. You know, I think we all, you, you find your place along the way. And I think early on, I had to... Yeah, you, know, you, you overdo the cover-up a little bit, right? <laughs> overdo the cover-up. I love that. Well, I'm I'm always a little offended, actually, when you and Jimmy, Jimmy being from Salyersville, say that I don't Jim have Caldwell. that Blue. much right. of an accent. Because now we, I've never tried to lose my accent. Now we, really can, we can slide back into it very quick. Jim, Jim and I particularly. Oh, yeah, gosh, you guys yes. get going and start talking back and forth, and it's like you feed off each other. <laughs> so He's a bad influence in every way. and we're done. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mountain tales. I, I never tried to lose my accent. But there, there was a reporter here once who pulled me aside. This was back before I was really, I was doing a little bit of reporting. And, you know, they hired me kind of as the gopher in the newsroom because they didn't really have a reporter opening. Mm -hmm. And she pulled me aside and gave me this advice and said, listen, honey, <gasps> if you think they're ever going to put you on the air around here with that accent, you're crazy. She really did say that. Wow. And I kind of went, okay. 
Thanks very much. <laughs> I'm going to take your job someday. <laughs> well, you, know, you walk away after somebody says that, you're a little stunned, but then you think, okay, I guess I just have to work harder to make them want me. I, I there really, are ways to say these things <laughs> in a nicer tone. I, I really think, though, in, in, you know, and, we're, and we're talking about this, 35 years ago, you know, 1984, 85, it really had not occurred to them how mm-hmm. much the authenticity of being a Kentuckian uh, would be beneficial on the air. And mm-hmm. I think that over the time, that's what the station has come to be known for. That's our strength, because we yeah. Have, you know, we have so many people, uh, yourself and Victor included, who uh, are from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and it has made a big difference. And, and it's mixed with people who are uh, from elsewhere as well, and it's a nice mix, I think, uh, among our staff. Yeah, I agree. But technology is the big thing that has so changed, Ugh. you know, since we we started. Amazingly I mean, it, it really so. you get to keep in mind, if you'll remember, and we had been here years when the Challenger disaster happened in 1986, when we didn't do a newscast until three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, and you know, the day that that happened, it had become so commonplace that oh, these launches go off mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, they're no big it's deal. It's a given. It's going to go. Everything's yeah. going to be fine. Um, I was getting ready for the news, Mm -hmm. but somebody came by and they said, get on the set right Mm -hmm. now. Something has happened. We were preparing for our local cut-in here. We were going to go with it because one of our engineers had seen this Mm -hmm. occur Mm -hmm. when they were watching a feed. And we were just getting ready to go when CBS said... The network finally came. They said, standing by, standing by for a live report. And then they just, you know, obviously stayed on. But... What a difficult day. I had somebody ask me just the other day, they're like, what do you do when stuff comes in? You know, because everybody thinks everything we say is scripted, and it's not. So take us through those situations. You know, you guys do it so flawlessly, it probably looks like it's scripted, but there are times when you just have to go and you have so little details. How do you do that? How do you even practice for that? Well, sometimes what you find out as a story unfolds is that it's it's really going to be a very difficult story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I still remember when Brenda Cowan, that that horrible day when she was killed when they got in my earpiece and said we have confirmed it is a fatality and that was a very difficult day and of course of course the plane crash right yeah. 5190 you know when we started realizing that we knew the people who mm. were in that and that everybody in Lexington that's when you say this is a small town right everybody knew somebody or they knew somebody that they had a connection I always think it's important in those situations to draw the, the the picture of what we know and what we don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when you're when you're asked to take the air and hold air, and and, and at times with very little information, nobody uh, does it like you, Bill Bryant. Well, that, but it, it, it's you know here's what we don't know. This is mm-hmm. what we're going to uh, what we're efforting. This is what we're we're trying to put together. My we were talking about technology. My reference to the the, the Challenger was that it was after that that. NASA realized we are not looking at the same maps at Mission Control that they're looking at in Florida. Maybe we need some technology that will uh, make that possible. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the fax machine was developed (laughs) as a result. And Lee Todd, the uh, former president of the University of Kentucky, was one of the inventors of the the fax. And so that came along in 86. This is all, of course, prior to the internet. It is prior to cell phones. When we were on a story in uh, somewhere in, you know, rural Kentucky, you hope knock on the door. that you could knock on yeah. the door and somebody might let you leave them $2 and make a long-distance call. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's what we had to do. Absolutely. And we knew exactly when you would top the mountain ridge that you, where your 
two-way radio to Lexington would work. You know, if you're coming up 575, it was Berea. You know, if you're coming oh, yes. Moorhead, it was Owingsville. Different day. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when I, when I first started working here, I had no intention of being on the air. I remember telling Ken, I want to be the person behind the scenes who puts everything together. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a reporter and mm-hmm. anchor. I want to be the person behind the scenes. And then he said, well, around here, we do it all. And I thought, what does that mean? Well, I found out very quickly. I bet you do. um, (laughs) But, you know, I really really enjoyed so much my reporting days. I I loved that because finding the story and putting the story together and telling the story has always been so important to me. And I think the best anchors always are the best reporters. And when you're talking about a live situation where something is breaking, that's when you become a reporter on the ear. Mm-hmm. Instead of the anchor who's reading scripts and interpreting those, you are asking the questions and you are putting that story together. You're piecing it all together as a reporter would, but you're doing it in front of everybody. Right. Yeah, well said. Yeah, that's so true. I think people at home also like the, the process whenever you let them know, you know what you're working on, what you don't know. And so that, yeah, I think that's comforting too. Yeah. I know when I first started working here, one of the first things you encouraged me to do was read The Bluegrass Conspiracy. Yes, I did. I still have that book of yours. <laughs> Unread. <laughs> yes. At, at last, my, the last time I asked you about it, have you read it yet? I've read like a chapter. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, it's kind of difficult. Have you read Wicked? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm very behind on my assignments. <laughs> but um, you know this story like inside and out. You all were covering these stories. We well, here. in fact, the... the reporter who wrote that book was our investigative reporter and when she came into the newsroom not like like the reporters of today where you're you you know that you're going to report be reporting at least one story a day she worked on that story for months before she even went on the air wow um and but we would see the little pieces coming together Gosh. on all of it. So it was really, it was really incredible to watch that. And that rolled into some years of, uh, <clears throat> you know, some real uh, heinous crimes in the area. We had the uh, the Turpin murder case in 1986, where uh, a young man was uh, murdered by his wife uh, and and some others. There was the what we referred to as the Full Moon Five incident, where. Uh, five people were uh, killed in one night. you were working that Mm -hmm. night on that story. We we used to be, you talk about teamwork, we were together, the police beat. Right. I went down one time a day, and Bill went down another time of day, and we would swing by, and we would see what was going on, and and so together we were the crime And we had all these sources within the police department. So that night I was monitoring, we had a barricade situation that Mm -hmm. night, and I was monitoring that and kept making calls, and and finally I got the call, because I, I, you know, had to get into work pretty early. I got a, a call saying, it's all over, you know, here are the facts, and I got to call in my story, and then I said, okay, I'm putting the phone down, I'm, you know, turning everything off, and I'm going to sleep. Right. So the next morning, you had been out working on this story overnight, but the next morning, I flipped it on. I was in the other room brushing my teeth when I heard them say, a horrible night in Lexington, Kentucky, where five people were murdered overnight. And as I'm brushing my teeth, I went, Bill! Oh my gosh! And then I found out about your connection to that. Uh, Well, that I had been there all night. We had broken in uh, after the 11 o'clock news several times. We did uh, uh, hits for the network because it was a national story that night. And uh, 
Uh, yeah, got two hours sleep and came back in and did the noon show. I yeah. remember uh, mm. that was... Uh, so. <laughs> well, going back a little bit, I think, Bill, you kind of gave your observations about Barb when you first came in. Barbara, what did you think of a young Bill Bryant? Well, you knew from the very beginning when Bill came in, the energy the, that he had and the passion that he had for this. So with that combination, you knew he was going to be a long-term player and that he was he just kind of fit into the organization seamlessly. They don't believe me that I have calmed down over the years. Will you verify that? <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, I'm really curious to see an energized Bill. I know, I'm like, what? <laughs> well, actually, I think everybody, that, that newsroom, because of the nature of the equipment we had to use mm -hmm. and the way the, the business was at the time, it was just a real pressure cooker. So, yeah, I agree with him. Well, like you said, down. I mean, when, when he's calmed down. When, this is the calmed down version. <laughs> calmed down, calm down version still lively, I guess, right? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. We, Barb and I, had all these different experiences uh, together. We did the noon show uh, together uh, in the '80s, and she went away for what was supposed to be three months on the 11 o'clock that lasted a few years, and then you returned to the. I think it was about to the, 10 years. <laughs> on the but, 11. but we, you know, since '94, uh, so it's 25 years, we've done an hour at noon, and and, mm -hmm. and that has been it. So Which, and, and it's a good thing because I almost always, I always say 99.9% .9 of the time, I know what you're going to say. Right. Mm -hmm. I know what you're going to do. Every once in a while, you surprise me. Right. Or, you know, but where you'll just come out. And it, it is good to know that. You know how that person's going to react. But sometimes you'll go, wow, I wasn't expecting you to say or do that. <laughs> we'll back at you. Yeah. <laughs> that happens sometimes. I, I remember one time early on, uh, you know, there was some confusion about uh, w when Manowar Boulevard was opening, they did it in sections. And so each time that there would be a, a different part opened up, it'd be a big celebration. So, you know, it's open from Palumbo Drive to Richmond Road, and there'd be a big deal. You know, it's open from Richmond Road to alumni big deal yes. to Tate's Creek. A big, so they'd have a big ribbon cutting and a big mm -hmm. to do, and we'd have a live report generally on the yes, show. And, there, and we had this monitor behind us, you know, it was that kind you, of between us. It, it would actually live, levitate up. Yeah. You know, it would, That's it would awesome. all of a sudden so, start coming so we Can always, we bring that back? So we always really cool. went to that. We looked at that when there was a live report. We would turn around and look at that. Well, on this day, <laughs> oh, goodness. I guess it was not live, and I didn't know that. So I turned around. and. <laughs> Barb's famous, he me about the, Barb's the way famous I line. I said, let's go live to Ken Marshall, who, by the way, then became a big hospital executive in Louisville. Oh, but, yes, great but, guy, great but, guy. But I remember I turned and I said, let's go live to Ken Marshall. And you said... Not a live report. <laughs> because I'm expecting him to start turning around Man, and, say, and say, now, Kenny, tell me about blah, right. blah, and asking him questions. And you couldn't ask him because he was not live. So I pulled that out, that line, that line. And not it was live. misrepresentation, yeah. not a live report. Barb, do you remember the time, do you remember, right. remember wow. the time that, um, that I let a sponge uh, stay in the car too long? Oh, gross. Oh, oh gosh. Remember this that? This was, well... You know, the thought of... We all have to wear a little powder People always think it's funny because men have oh, to wear makeup. Oh, a makeup sponge. And <laughs> I didn't know why. Makeup sponge. And, <laughs> and, of course, it was more important then. Those lights were so heavy, and they really they just were hotter. cut through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I came out on the set, and I said, what is that smell? What is that smell? And Bill goes, well, I think I may know what it is. And, and she continued again, and I finally oh, said, what is that smell? It's like sour and, ugh. Barbara, it's my face. 
he had used this makeup. makeup sponge that was way too old anyway, and it was breaking up. Was, so little pieces oh, of this soured the sponge of and just were everywhere. Gross. Well, the way to get back at him, though, I went back in the newsroom and I went to every woman. I said, let's bring him makeup sponges that he can throw away. On a regular. They bought me like a year So we, he came in the next day and his <laughs> He's desk still using was full. Of, yeah, I was going to say. He's he had all of these makeup sponges and we said, use them and throw them away. Bill's don't face come is out falling like off. So we, so we called him Stinky Face for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Billy! Wasn't that mean? Stinky yeah. Face. Oh no, you almost made me sick. I needed that garbage can between us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, and where did And a Good Time oh. was had by all come from? Oh, well that was... <laughs> Again, you have an, so many good report. phrases. We, we, we will come back and do a version and, and give these names uh, 20 Someday. years from now. <laughs> Someday we will. <laughs> they're tell-all. Okay, they there one, was a reporter, I, I think that, I think, what, 90% of her stories ended with that phrase, to, and a good time was had by all. Because it was, you know, generally she would be on the weekend beat uh, on Doing fun activities. Yeah, fun runs activity and, yeah. And there was, you know, what better way to sum up the story than, and a good time was had by all. Barbara and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, because uh, my so mom even says that was really, yeah. She was really sweet. I really liked her. <laughs> but, you know, and there, there are so many things that have come back around. You know, it's like uh, w now we're back to we do it all. You mm -hmm. know, we, we mm -hmm. have we have yes. our, our reporters are mm -hmm. are shooting and are editing and are anchoring and are you know everybody's doing uh, those kinds of things. So we're we're you know we're we're back around in that regard. We're back around to doing you know we do a whole lot of news. That's here, my well, you know. what, what's it been like for you all watching just how much the output of the station has increased because you know it used to be you'd have what six o'clock and morning. Or news, or like noon, and then morning show. When we started, it was morning cutting, <laughs> you know, and a, you know, and then a noon half hour, and then five thirty, six, and eleven. That's and and in fact, that's how. After I started as the gopher in the newsroom, about six months later, uh, they were going to start a morning show, Town and Country, with John Sullivan, mm -hmm. and. They, I'm convinced the reason that they gave me this opportunity, they said, we want you to do the news on the program. I think it's because they knew that I would show up on time. I had to get here about 2.30 in the morning. Punctuality. <laughs> because I had to, you know, we were putting together, mm -hmm. I had to splice all the film together. We had to have everything written. We didn't have computers then, so everything was hard copy. It was all typed. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of that manual labor like that and that's but I remember the first the week before we started they said well we're gonna let you start doing the cut-ins this week driving out Easy here I, thought, I am scared to death Aww. to even get up in front of mm -hmm. 10 people and say something why am I doing this why <laughs> am I doing this and so when I got out there my microphone was on I, I started just like this with my heart going so fast and that's all I could hear. It was like in my ears, you I heard hear this your heart. heartbeat. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is so loud and my microphone's right there. I bet people can hear this. Oh my gosh. You know, isn't that a stupid thing to have run through your mind? But you know, Barbara and I, mean, it, it, and, you know. We, Bill just wrote down a note, Barbara. Well, I guess, so we've, done more, I guess we've done more newscasts <laughs> and he's together covering than, it up than too. Any, uh, uh, any two people in the state, certainly, together. And, 
And we uh, probably with, with you know the years and the morning shows uh, two or three stints and <laughs> that we had. And so we we you know d done all of those uh, those things. But I, I uh, have fun occasionally, you know, throwing it back as you know sometimes going back old school is what I'm saying. And so one of the references and Andrew you'll recognize this in the morning live from Lexington, which is something I'll say in our teases a lot of times, that goes back to live from Lexington. This is News Center 27. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. But see, I think people love those. I do, too. I really and, do. And I find the feedback to that is, you know, when people, there are those for whom it is very new. I remember that. And then there's you know. some who can remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember so that. It's, it's you know, that set, the news centers around you, yeah. it had a fake ceiling. Do yeah. you remember that? It was a Dixie cup of a thing. So. Yeah, and they would, it would <laughs> hang there and they would take a picture of that on a different camera and that would be, that was your yeah. ceiling. Well, I remember the night somebody bumped into yep. the camera oh, no. and it starts going like the ceiling or they bumped into the thing that this little, it was like a mobile yeah. kind of that it was hanging on, it started swaying back and forth, so it looked like the ceiling was looked like an going earthquake. back and forth. Oh you were, we were on the Yeah, earth. we were on the air. Barb and I were on one morning, there was an earthquake. Oh, you've the, told me about yeah. that before. I mean, not like a no, California earthquake. Right. Like pretty good but shaker, and the, and the lights were shaking, and, and the, the pretty soon the meteorologist called and said, well, that was an earthquake. Yeah, it oh was what you thought it was. Now, I know you all have to go back to work. Yep. You all... Like time is so valuable, and we appreciate you spending as much as you have with us. Uh, last thing I think I have to ask about is obviously you were surprised by your 40th uh, celebration. You knew something was cooking up. Bill gave you some hints. Okay, I knew something was up because the day before, Bill says to me, "What are you wearing tomorrow?" We, and which I, said, I never do. Oh my! Exactly. God. That's why it was oh a dead giveaway. Gosh. Why does he do care you now? Want, why do you want to know what I'm wearing tomorrow? Because I knew tomorrow? you would be mad if you didn't have some hint. That there was something. Well, that was the hint, then and I went, okay, one. so what? Then I said, your doppelganger will be here. Uh-huh. Linda Gordon. Linda yes. Gordon. A fellow Chi Omega. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We discovered that after she was right. after she was mayor. Or, no, I guess when she was running for mayor. Um, but And I, lo I love her. I think she's, she's a really, wonderful. she's doing a great job. She's a wonderful mayor. But um, <laughs> I thought, what does that mean? Because We've always teased. I have the short, dark hair. Mm -hmm. She does, too. We sometimes will wear some of the similar clothes. Right. I come in here frequently with my glasses on. I don't think she had ever thought that there was any resemblance between us. But you've always it. pointed that out. I see yeah. it. But I, I did, when he said that, I thought, what in the world could that mean? I, I don't get it. So I didn't, I didn't connect all the dots, but I thought... And Something's then, happening. And then all of y'all who are around the curtain, as we say. Okay, Ken Kurtz, can we just say, is the loudest man on the planet. Yeah. Well, we start, I start hearing this little Oh, gosh. Oh, we're smooth, man. And we're smooth. He her earpiece, so I pulled her he earpiece. He pulled my earpiece said, out. He sure did. I said, I think you're having trouble with your earpiece. Popped it right out. So but probably the biggest something. surprise of the day, Roger Cowden made an appearance. Yes. My husband does not like to be on television. He always says, I'm "Oh, that's your him. thing," and he actually showed up. Husband, you know? Somebody <laughs> said that. Somebody yes. said that back. He <laughs> wouldn't. Now he wouldn't come on the set. He wouldn't come. Oh no! One saying, "Come sit by me." He would not come and, and sit I, by me. I at he, first started to grab him, and like somebody pushed me off, oh, and they're no, like, "He no, said no," no and no, I was like, he, "Oh, okay." Had call, I had called. Him. He kind of he kind of darted around the studio I, like a shark. I called and invited him, and he said. 
one condition. I will not be on a camera. And that okay. does not surprise me. And yeah. if you watch that video, it's 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 hilarious to watch Bill. Like, you, you almost turn into Bob Barker with the You were so good. Walking around, just like, you were having a good time. We had fun out of it. We, and, it and then after time ran out on the air, we went over on Facebook yep. and stayed with it a while. So it, was it was very sweet. I always say I hate surprises, but that was very sweet. It really was. I really enjoyed watching it. it. Really the whole thing is on me. our Facebook page if somebody wants to see that. Yeah. Yeah warmed my heart. Well, it should. And I think that everybody, you know, that love was so strong. It was just incredible. Like, I don't think there's going to just with, you know, the emergence of social media and everything, there's not going to be another Barbara Bailey. Like people just don't watch the news as much as they used to. Like, oh, I hope not. I hope that there are, I hope people are much better than that. Oh <laughs> but my you're gosh. Just, I mean, you've been a member of people's families. Like you're on the TV when they're eating dinner at night. You're like a member of the family. Well, so. you know, as long as I've been here, I kind of say as a joke but maybe not as a joke that that my most important role here is as news mom always, we need oh, it yeah. so badly like yeah. to, we're a I mess like to mother people I and you've always like been she, she was news mom when she was you know in her 20s <laughs> so you, you said that the whole thing kind of touched you was there ever a moment where you thought like oh i might cry on air I might, oh she did a little bit yeah. she I mean, teared a little bit but i mean it was i thought you were gonna lose you did a good it. job I, of keeping it I, I tried to, you know, because that's really ugly. I, I didn't want to be crying. I didn't want to, ugh. That would be very ugly. I was trying my best to hold it We've had a few times. We, we did a, a telephone. It lasted four days one time. And I remember at the end of that, just kind of. I'd be crying, too. Kind of a, a I was so exhausted. Those were, those were long. But, but we did some good, you know, mm -hmm. for, certainly yeah. for Kentucky Children's Hospital all those years. But, uh, you know, those were uh, grueling. Yeah. Well, obviously, we didn't cover, you know, 40 and 35 years worth of stories from you two. So if you ever want to come back, this is an open invitation. We're going to write a book. It's fun. We you need always to said say, that we were going to we write a book together. With names if we wait Ooh. long enough. Ooh. Change mind, please. Okay. <laughs> My one request. Well, we promise you this will be easy. We try to not make it too, too punishing. What do you think, Barbara? Was it as bad as you thought? helped me a lot. Thank you, Bill. Thank you both. We appreciate you. Very kind with your questions. Well, I good. appreciate that. We love you much. both. Thank you. Well, Andrea, how do you think? That? We've got squeaky chairs here, and I just realized <laughs> that we're, we're, we are back in the big conference room for today just so we could get some pictures of us talking to them. Uh, Andrea, how do you feel that went? Great. I mean, it went pretty much how I thought it would go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, at we one point. We complete each other. Exactly. At one point, I said I felt like you and I were just kind of bystanders on this, and we could have really just turned it on and then left the room, and well, for sure. ended up with a great podcast. Maybe better. <laughs> it probably would. Let's have been. not suggest that because they may be like, "How about we just do that?" Yeah, next time, just write down some questions and leave the room. Conversations sure. with Bill and Barb. <laughs> no, no, X well, that. We that, may have to take that out. That would that would just be one more thing uh, Bill would have to do. During the day, I don't think he'd right, sign up he for that. Can't, he can't. He can't. Between uh, everything here, all this KT stuff and newsmakers. I'm that working out. Busy. Yeah. Oh that my is. gosh. So that was fun. I hope what you What did you learn? That. What did you learn? Your takeaway? Um, I I enjoyed them picking on each other, and I, I learned that um, Barb is not afraid to embarrass Bill. Oh gosh, no. And I think she's the only one that can get away with it. Yeah. Like, I work closely with Bill, but there is a line that I cannot cross that Barbara can definitely cross. I think because we all kind of revere him, and it's like, For okay, sure. I'm not going to poke the bear. And instead, it's like, you know, even you joke around with him. And she's just like, ah, here you go. Right, <laughs> Let's I know. have it. <laughs> and I do it a little bit. Like, I kind of flirt with the line a little bit, but I don't, I try not to cross it. And it's funny in the mornings, you know, our producers, Kelsey and Noah, they're young. Cra you know, they have those crazy young people stories. 
you know how kids are these days. <laughs> but um, they won't say anything bad in front of Bill. They won't. They'll talk to me and Jim about things, and Bill will be like, what are y'all talking about? They're like, nothing. <laughs> you know, because he's just on a different level. Like, he's Bill Bryant, mm-hmm. you know? So we need to have him in, honestly, for one on his own. So that's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am excited to, to do that. We'll, we'll talk to Bill at some point, um, get more of his backstory, his entrance into the business. Uh, so, Andrew, you and I have a big event coming up. I know. Oh, my goodness. So we are going to the big city of Chicago for a, uh, an anchor and producer conference. So it's kind of working to make sure that anchors and producers are communicating effectively and working well together, which is important, I think. If you have that piece of the puzzle together, your newscast is going to be so much, so much better. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. I'm surprised they're letting us but go. They're sending us. Yeah, I'm. I, I, I'm. I think it's an honor that we were the two on-air people selected to go. But I'm also wondering, like, oh, is there something we need to? <laughs> are they trying to tell us something? <laughs> but you know what? It's always good to learn. I'm glad that they are investing in us. Me too. Um, and then, uh, so we're going along with our news director Robert Thomas and um, our evening executive producer uh, Lindsay. I wrote a lengthy email asking to go to this because I really wanted to go. I just enjoy, my thing is I don't want anyone to have information I don't have. Mm. Even if I don't use it, I just want to have everything, every tool in my arsenal that, you know, anyone else could have against me. It'll be ready for battle. I know. I would do well in the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) So we're going to be in Chicago. Yeah, it's going to be three days of conferences. And um, I am looking forward to it. Um, I think we'll, uh, we'll learn a lot. And uh, that may be the subject of next week's podcast. We'll see. Yeah. And if anybody has any suggestions of things to do in Chicago while we're down there, we might be able to get out and explore a little bit. We'll at least have dinner one night probably. I would hope a little more than that. We get done at like 6 o'clock. Well, we'll see. You know, I'm an old man. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Woman. (laughs) Okay. I was like, wow, we're learning something new on every podcast. But, yeah, so that's going to be a good time. Um, We can go have some Chicago-style pizza. Or as I call it, um, pizza casserole. What? It's, you had Chicago style pizza, like actual Chicago style pizza, not um, old Chicago pizza. It's fine. It's stay, you know, you can go enjoy it, but it's not like Chicago style is. It's basically like a giant casserole. It's it's. It's that thick. Yeah, it's that thick. It's a giant thing of cheese and sauce and. I don't think I have then, but I am so excited. Yeah, I mean they call it Chicago style, but it's it's not really pizza. You gotta eat it with a fork. Do you? It's delicious. Challenge I mean, I'm not, accepted. Okay, well there. That's what I want to I'm going to make a mess. A video of you <laughs> eating a slice of Chicago-style pizza with your hands. Oh, I'll do it. You Great. know I will. Come I'm, on now. I, I believe that you will give it an effort. <laughs> All right, so we got that to look forward to. Uh, I'm sure that'll provide some content for next week. Oh, goodness. Andrea, what's your favorite thing this week? Mm, skip me. You first. Okay, I'll go first. Mine's pretty easy. Uh, season three of Stranger Things has started. Oh. Um, as a result, we've had to put Dark on the back burner. We'll get to that. Is that that depressing show you said you can only watch a little bit at a time? The German scary show, yeah. But uh, Stranger Things seems really good so far. I'm very excited about it. Uh, We're only two, maybe three episodes in. Two episodes. But yeah, there you go. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like I have to tell you to go watch it. Everybody's watching it anyway. And then um, I'm way behind. I've only seen the first season. I haven't even seen the second season. You should. It's good. And I also watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Shocking. And it was very good. Was it as good as the animated one that you just raved about? Into the Spider-Verse? I don't know. I No, I don't think so. Because Into you the Spider-Verse was probably one of the best movies um, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, Oh. I'm trying to open this Hershey's Kiss 
without it being heard, but I can definitely hear it in my headphones. You're welcome, so. by the way. I appreciate that. Well, I, I love almonds, so. I do too. I got dark and milk chocolate because I couldn't decide which one would be better with almonds, and they're both equally delicious. I figure you eat on the podcast so often, I might as well return the favor. Oh, yeah, for sure. What is it called? ASMR. Do it. <laughs> so here I am, eating Hershey's Kiss. Gross! Ew. All right, Andrea, what's your favorite thing? Ugh. Sorry, I just can't with that right now. I just I'm glad had you didn't have the headphones in because it sounded even weirder in my head. I just had it and now I forgot. Hold on. I think one of my favorite things is this random new report that's come out that said that millennials are growing an extra bone <laughs> because we're always looking at our phones. I don't think that's – I feel like sometimes things get blown out of proportion, but okay. If it's on Facebook, it's true. <laughs> and it also was on NPR. Okay? So it's so got to be true. Do you true. think you have a phone bone? Probably. You know I'm always going to the chiropractor. My back hurts all the it. time. Yeah. No, but, I mean, think about it. Our generation, like, we didn't have cell phones when we were young. No. This is a new phenomenon. I remember when I first started at my first job, I, I got a pager. See? So that we could call. You know, they'd page us if... Our bones will be smaller. <laughs> the younger they are, the larger these bones will be. I'll be my, my brittle old phone bone. Phone bone? Is that what, what it's called? called? Yeah, the phone bone. Oh, my gosh. I talked to um, one of the cab drivers in Alaska about the phone bone, and he was, like, making fun of his daughter because she, I don't know. He, it was just a thing. They judge us, man. They judge us for our excessive phone use. But it's a thing. It's for sure a thing. Some people are calling it a horn. Yes. It's a bone spur. Yes. I think most people are referring to it as a... Here we go. Let's just get questions raised about study linking cell phones to phone... Oh, come bone on. spurs in the soul. Why are you going to break my heart like this? Right right here. It may still be happening. Somebody's just casting doubt on it. <sighs> may have had a conflict of interest. An undisclosed business venture selling pillows to help posture. So... Is it that pillow guy? <laughs> my pillow. <laughs> That's how powerful he is. He's influenced... He's releasing fake reports on bones first. Yeah, I don't think it's the MyPillow guy. I don't know. Respect. That is that is creative. I like it. I'm into it. It makes me want to buy a pillow. Cool. It worked. A, a special pillow for your phone. Mission <laughs> accomplished. Nope. I'm the most susceptible to any form of online advertising. You know, as seen on TV, don't let me go down that aisle. Really? Definitely not. Definitely not. How many copper products not. do you own? Well, I don't cook, so it's none mm. of the cooking stuff. Well, that just, part I can get away. Growing, I don't know what it is with. There's a certain generation who believes that like copper is the cure for everything. Growing up, my grandma would always be like, "Oh, I got my co- copper bracelets. Aww. You have to wear a copper penny." And now I see all of this cookware with copper, and it's supposed to help you, or you get like a copper compression thing. Huh? And I don't know that it actually maybe does anything. Maybe I should anything, try it. I'm telling you, it's all about. <laughs> so I'm talking about how I don't think it works, and you're saying maybe I should try see? it. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so I was at a. Uh, a friend's house the other day and they had these grapes that they gave me and they're like what does it taste like and I felt a lot of pressure couldn't they figure it out grapes. I was like yes and when I first tried them they tasted just like regular grapes but as soon as they told me they were cotton candy grapes I could not you not could, taste the yeah. cotton candy so I think it's all about power of suggestion and if that works who cares we were at Meyer yesterday and Mandy literally had a cotton candy grape for the first time did she I've never yeah. had them into I knew it because... We had a... Sh- this could have been happening at the exact same time. Oh, my goodness. We were walking away from the <laughs> grape aisle, and I see her pop one in her mouth. <gasps> she stole it. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't let the Meyer police come at her. And uh, 
she looks at me. I see her eyes get wide. She goes, oh, my goodness. Because I hadn't even seen where she got it. And I, right. and I looked at her. I go, is that a cotton candy grape? And she goes, yes. <laughs> and so then see? she was a believer. And I said, well, you want to go back and get some? But we didn't because we had already got some other fruit. I was glad it went, it, it went down the way that it did because I just grabbed these grapes, did not see the label. So I didn't know. I was, you know, wow. I, I didn't know what I was supposed to be tasting. So I got the before and after. Once you knew, you can't taste anything else. It's true. It's wow. true. I'm, I'm shook. <laughs> shook, as the kids say. You need to get woke, Victor. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, I feel like I'm woke, and then I'll see something pop out, and it's like, oh, I'm not nearly as woke as I thought. Are we getting old? I think I think that's possible. I think I'll turn thirty this year. Oh my goodness! I'll no longer be able to tell people you're, you're in your late twenties. You still can. That's true. I'll, I still I'll can. allow it. <laughs> you, still, you and I have something else in common that I've realized. Nobody can tell how old we are. Age ambiguous. Yeah, it, it I, will fluctuate both both ways. I've had people be like, oh, are you like 45? Yep. And I've it's, had people be like, oh, you must be in your you know 20s. It is a huge strength in this business, honestly, because I can sit next to, I think I could sit next to you, sit next to Bill. I, You know, my first co-anchor was... Um, a dog. That well, dog was a lot younger. After the dog. Okay. Literally, I could sit next to anyone and anything. Anything. And, um, Here I am next to this but plum. He was, I mean, pushing his 70s, yeah. you know. So, and I don't think I ever looked that strange or out of place. You know, obviously I was a little younger than him, but I think I usually just blend in. Yeah. What's 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 the range? What's the farthest that anybody's ever been off? Okay, it's rare that people guess me old, younger than I am. But it has happened. I've had people think that you were like in your early twenties. Really? Yeah, I've had people be like, "Oh, she just she just out of school." Oh, that's so nice, but also probably suggesting that I'm not very good at my job. <laughs> 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 but um, uh, yeah, mostly I get older. I've gotten people. <laughs> Is that proper grammar? Once again, I'm so sorry, Barbara. You've had people. It just made me so nervous. 40s. I've gotten 40s before. Wow. And again, we all know that I'm Alex Walker's mother. So, <laughs> still who's 28. So, well, yeah, we, um, one of our new reporters, Olivia, she told me that she had listened to our podcast. And she said, You know what I learned on that podcast? You're old. What? <laughs> and I said, Oh, wow. Well, glad. She's like, Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't realize you were old. Well, you also have a very. I don't know. I like your childlike exuberance, your zest for life. No, but it's it's such a good thing. What do people say all the time? Like, you know, live life like a child. Just, yeah, no. You know, like no one's watching. Well, I had a head you, injury baby. when I was younger, and it may have just stunned me to where you had a, what? a head injury when I was about nine. And so maybe, you know. Are you being serious? Kept me from, I did have a head injury when I was about nine, but um, yeah. What is this story? I've never told you this story. No. I've got a giant scar on my head that's basically right well, in my hairline. Well, I see it now. Yeah, you, you don't really notice it unless you're looking for it, but it's I would have had that taken massive. care of long ago. I mean, what am I going to do? Have, like, yes. plastic surgery, have yes. it reduced? Yes. And you put some makeup on it, you don't even see it. Not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's something for you all to look for, uh, the scar on my head that I didn't think you could see, but apparently Andrew's well, now that staring you, at it, it now. This is the cotton candy grape thing. Now I can't stop looking at it. So uh, when I was about nine, and we were really, this is a long out, um, we were playing in a culvert mm-hmm. at a creek, and I think we were in Clark County. I want to say I was somewhere between seven and nine. I don't know exactly how. And so a bunch of us would lay in the culvert, kind of let water build up, and one of us would run and then jump into the water. Oh, I love it. And that water would push everybody else out. So I take off running, 
Oh. And I don't make it all the way down. And I hit. Oh, I just no. run head first into this culvert. I crack my skull. It splits open. Mm. I get dozens of stitches. Yeah. That explains so much. I, I, it was bad enough that when I went to touch it, I touched my skull. <gasps> Is that what horrifying? What does that feel like? Um, it was it was an experience. Okay, um, question. You know how like when your teeth like the enamel starts wearing yeah. down, it's so like tender. Was it yeah. like that or no? I mean, I was. I think I was just kind of concussed and out. Yeah, you didn't, didn't know. But yeah, and then my, um, I think my mom thought that I was gonna die. Seriously, Seriously. I remember Victor. on the way to the hospital, I, she'd wrap, they I wrapped a the towel so around my head. Blood. Oh yeah, I, was, I, I looked down and I was just covered. Oh wow. It was bad. Oh my gosh, Victor! How have you never told me this story? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, know. that game sounds so much fun. That sounds like something. It was we great. We had a great time. <laughs> um, I think I think my cousins kept swimming after that. They're like, "Oh, Victor's got to go to the hospital." But <laughs> no, baby, right. he'll be back. Yeah, uh, I'll try. Wow. I'm trying not to get too graphic because I don't want our listeners to be, um, you know, appalled. They probably turned us off long ago. It's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> Once Barb and Bill were done. Yeah. But yeah. So that was uh, that was intense. All right. Well, wish us luck, people, as we head to Chicago. We'll try not to make a fool of the station yeah. while we're there. We yeah. won't. We'll make you proud. Yeah, I think we'll have a good time. I do too. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening this week to um, all of our rambling. <laughs> Bye.